This is the Self Storage Podcast, where we share the knowledge and skills from the industry's leading investors, developers, and operators to help you launch and grow your self storage business. I'm your host, Scott Myers, and over the past 16 years, we have acquired, developed, converted, and syndicated over 2 million square feet of self storage nationwide with the help of my incredible team at selfstorageinvesting.com, who has helped thousands of people achieve greatness in self storage. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self Storage Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Myers, and today's show is a deviation away from the normal format where I interview a rock star in our industry to tease out the habits and superpowers they possess that has allowed them to achieve greatness in their business, as I wanted to share a few of those habits of my own that has allowed us to scale our business to over 2.2 million square feet and over 13,000 doors nationwide, all while running a successful education and consulting business and still having time for my own hobbies and for my family and to go on multiple mission trips per year with my family and taking our friends and business associates and, and partners along with us. And, you know, that those habits that I wanted to talk about today and focus on are basically threefold. It's to prioritize, focus, and then execute. So uh, independently, um, all important, but when they work together, you know, that is what allows us to achieve the heights that we have. And for many of the successful folks out there that we interview here uh, and in the industry that have done as well. And so these are strategies or habits that, you know, allow you to make the time to launch your storage business by doing the most important things first and eliminating the time wasters. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And so I'm not going to talk about time management. Um, for that, you know, you can go to a few resources that have helped me along the way is uh, Ray Joseph's book, How to Gain an Extra Hour Every Day, more than 500 time saving uh, tips to be able to you know, get get rid of the time wasters in your in your workday and to be able to focus and prioritize. Also, uh, The Strategic Coach. I um, Dan Sullivan has read, uh, written a number of books that I have uh, consumed. And also I was a member of Strategic Coach for for a number of years, probably at a time back in my career early on where uh, I needed an intervention, if you will. I was working 24-7, basically uh, almost 24-7, 365. And these the, our businesses as entrepreneurs, we know it never stops. I mean, you can work 10-hour days uh, every day and you know be doing email on Christmas Day even before the kids get up if we don't uh, watch ourselves. And so I went to a strategic coach um, who really kind of reset you know, how I look at uh, my work and that balance between my family and the things that I want to do. And so we'll touch on that in, in a minute. Uh, also, some of the things that we're going to talk about today are from the Four Hour Work Week. And uh, big fan of Tim Ferriss. Don't let the cover of the book, if you haven't read it, um, fool you with the uh, palm trees and the hammock. And yes, Tim Ferriss works more than four hours uh, in a week. However, what you need to focus on in this book is um, how to hack all types of things. Uh, me, and when I say hack, meaning you know there, there's a workaround, uh, there's a way to be able to hack and uh, gamify many of these time wasters in our in our business, and to be able to really truly get to the root and do the minimum effect effective dose in any project and any task that you take on to be effective. So first of all, I'd like to take a step back. And um, if you haven't really taken a look at this and really kind of focused on your time and your activity, then I implore you to do so. Do a time and activity inventory. Track your time for 30 days and in 15 minute increments and see what you're doing. There's a number of uh, applications out there where you can do this, where it kind of tracks your time for you on the screen and uh, by way of what your laptop is doing in the activity, but uh, it, it that really isn't indicative of where all of your time goes. So yes, I am going to ask you to get out the uh, old-fashioned legal pad, uh, notebook, and track your time for 30 days, you know, in, in 15-minute increments, and take a look at what you're doing. How much time are you spending on email, voicemail, texting? Skype, Zoom, Teams, you know, in meetings, you know, what what is it that you're doing? And do this for 30 days. That includes your personal time as well. How much of this is administrative stuff that somebody else should be doing? And also, how much of this is just plain busy work that you've created, making yourself feel good at the end of the day, 
being busy for busy's sake, as uh, people say, versus true in the zone efforts where you are doing those specific tasks, items, and strategies, putting those into place that are going to move the business forward. So when you get the get done at the end of this 30 days, you calculate your true productive time. You know those things that are that uh, that are going to move the business forward. Those things that only you can do, and then take a look at those time wasters and see how much um, of that can go away. Also, it's going to be telling to see how many of your personal tasks are done during business hours uh, as well. And and that's okay. That's as entrepreneurs, we have the freedom to be able to do that. And if we take breaks and and that helps us to reset, uh, that's fine. But once you take a look at your time, some of you may be surprised at how much of that is really eating into that time um, that should be spent on focused, true focused efforts and productive time and may answer the question as to why your business isn't achieving the heights uh, that you want to achieve. So for me, again, I went back to strategic coach. And this was uh, several years ago um, on the recommendation of a friend of mine who I could really see a change in her business and how it was taking off and the things that she had done, the guardrails that she had put in place. She strongly recommended that I uh, go to strategic coach. And so I spent a year going up once a quarter and uh, meeting with uh, the coaches within strategic coach. And at the basic premise of, of strategic coach is three things, focusing on and scheduling your, your free days first in your calendar. So those are days uh, just for you. Uh, that means uh, taking Friday afternoon off, keeping your weekends um, free, and then maybe for some of us, it's stopping at five o'clock um, or six o'clock and saying, uh, hey, I'm shutting it off, I'm shutting it down. And uh, that is my family time. That is my free time to recharge and do the things that um, you know that, that fulfill me and the things that I really want to do when I started this business to begin with. And that includes vacations as well. Uh, I think for many of us, uh, our vacations are, well, let's squeeze it in between um, you know all, all of the meetings and uh, other events and things that we have planned in our business calendar rather than mapping out the year and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a point to block out my Friday afternoons and my weekends. Those are baby steps. And then I'm going to look at taking, you know, for some of you, again, maybe the first time ever that you've taken an entire week uh, vacation. And then I would ask you to bump that up, you know, begin starting taking Fridays off and looking at three day weekends and then taking two weeks vacation and then three and adding on some uh, other events, taking the entire day out, carve that out for celebrating the birthdays, uh, your own, your your loved ones, um, your kids, date time with uh, your wife, your spouse, your kids, other people you want to spend time with, uh, family, um, because if they get all the leftovers, if these are truly the most important people in your life, all they're getting is the leftovers, then they don't feel like they're a priority and you don't feel like you have that balance. And the last thing I would want for any of us is to get to that place at the end of our life when you're sitting on the porch in a rocking chair saying, I, I wish I would have, I should have. I don't ever want anybody to be in that place to be able, be able to make that statement. And I'm, I'm pretty certain that you don't either. So focus on scheduling your free days first. The next comes your focus days. And those are the days that uh, where you sit back and you you shut everything off and you generate the creative ideas. Um, You work on the plans from those ideas that were created the the last time out and you map out a strategy to execute on those. And that is a time for focusing on those things that, again, are going to move your business forward, that are going to move the needle, that are going to help you to grow, that are going to be able to create those support functions for the growth that you're having right now, strategic hires and, and planning out the person that you're going to hire next and creating that job description, that perfect job description, identifying the person that you're looking for and then putting it out there. Whatever that is, uh, those focus days for those, uh, you know, the big, the priorities, those things that need to happen in your business. And then third is the buffers days. And those are the leftover. Those are for the administrative tasks. You know, that is for knocking out, you know, the, the rest of your email if you want to. And by the way, email is nothing but a, you know, somebody else's priorities for your schedule. 
feel or what they feel like. Um, so I, I'll ask you, and we'll touch on that in a moment as well, to make sure that email is last. Um, that should not be the main thing that you focus on. It is not a goal to be at inbox at zero every day like some of the time management gurus uh, talk about. Um, those are the least important things because those are intrusions into the things that you have planned to strategize and focus on in your day. So that that should be last. And then any other administrative tasks, um, if you have to do any banking, if there's if you don't have an assistant that can handle some of these um, duties or some of those things that just require you and only you to do administratively, those should be uh, done last. So we are going to talk about um, not necessarily time management, uh, but it just a shift in how you look at this. Um, being effective versus efficient. Uh, doing something unimportant well does not make it important. I'll repeat that. Doing something unimportant very well does not make it important. So don't fool yourself at the end of the day saying, well, I got this done and I did it really, really well. But if it wasn't important and it didn't move the needle in your business, then it was a waste of time. I would also point back to the Pareto principle or the 80-20 rule and ask yourself, what 20% of sources in my business are causing me 80% of my ineffectiveness and ultimately unhappiness? And then begin to prune them. What are those things? Um, are you handling phone calls and, and emails from a customer service standpoint in, in your business? You shouldn't be handling that. I know in the beginning we wear a lot of hats in our business, but those can be offloaded and somebody could be trained, a virtual assistant can be trained to handle the top 20 questions that most people have so that you don't have to continue to ask that over and over again. And it starts with an FAQ page on your website to point people to as, as well. All those other items um, in your business that are causing you to be ineffective, that you should be paying somebody else a lower wage than yourself to do or handle. And if it just makes you happy, then it's going to ruin your day when you have to do those and you're not going to be effective. So prune them, get rid of them, uh, stop doing them, delegate them, hand them off to somebody else. And then you have to ask yourself, which 20% of the sources in my business right now are resulting in 80% of my desired outcomes and happiness and then make time for those. Those should be the ones that you now begin to spend more time on by getting rid of everything else, the, the, the items that truly only you can do that you enjoy and that are the, going to move the business forward. And, you know, we're, we're talking just about the business uh, hours and days, but those mean also the things that really rejuvenate you, you know, in your personal life that allow you to be effective in your business. And, you know, being busy, it, it's real easy to say, um, and I think many of us do, um, the standard answer when somebody's asked, well, how are you? Oh, real busy. Things are real busy. You know, I, I feel sad when, when I hear people say that because, you know what, if, if you're so busy, it means that uh, what I see is that people have very little margin. They have little white space uh, around their schedule. And to be honest with you, I look at that as a form of laziness. Being busy is truly, it's just a form of laziness. And it's because of and a result of lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. If you're just busy, it sounds like your business is running you and you're not running your business. So I would take a long, hard look at if you're being busy just for busy sake and begin to prune those actions. One of those, uh, those time wasters or, or habits that uh, lead to wasting time is beginning to look at email and then you know starting to read through something and then going back to it, but never really handling it. Touch everything once. You know, and this comes from, um, you know, I think many of the folks that have written books on, on time management. You know, when an email comes in, touch it once. You know, uh, delete it, delegate it, or, or handle it. Uh, you know, just it, it, whatever that is, don't continue to leave it in there and, and then re address it over and over again because you don't like it or because it's going to take a lot of time to handle. This also goes for mail. If you get mail and it's sitting on the, the corner of your desk, you know, make some time outside of business hours to go through your mail. Any filing that needs to be done, just, you know, anything, touch it once. Because what happens is when you look at your, your desktop, 
on your computer and your physical desktop, your workspace, if it has files and mail and junk all over and your email inbox has a counter on it and it's pushing 150 or for some of you 300, it just paralyzes you and you realize you, you begin to just feel defeated. Like I, I just, I can't do all of this. And then you go out to the kitchen or the break room and you grab something to eat thinking it'll go away and it doesn't. And then all that does is lead to poor health and more weight. So touch everything once, delegate it, delete it or just plain handle it, clear off your desk, your work area, so that you feel as if um, you are actually accomplishing something. Also, schedule deadlines for both the important and the unimportant. You know, if you're using whatever your calendar you're using, whether it's written, or Google Calendar, or anything in your Mac. There's a number of different calendars out there, Outlook, whatever it is. Schedule a due date for both the important and the unimportant. Um, same thing, things that need to get done. And don't continue to move them out over and over again, because then all of a sudden, what happens on Friday, is all those things that didn't get done Monday through Thursday, you wake up and you look at your calendar on Friday, and there's this heap of things facing you, and you've already scheduled your Friday afternoon off. And then you think, oh, I, how can I possibly do that? Look at all these things. Uh, in order to go into the weekend feeling as if I've accomplished something and being productive, I need to clear all these things out. And then you eat into your Friday afternoon that was time for you, or time you were going to spend with your kids, or your spouse, or doing whatever that is that fulfills you. So schedule it and then handle it. Also, I would ask that you schedule a reminder for yourself three times a day. Put this in your calendar with an alarm um, to ask this question. Am I being productive or just active? And it's kind of a wake-up call. Uh, now, I know it sounds maybe silly to some of you, but go ahead, try it. Um, try this for a week. Three times a day, put this in your calendar and ask yourself the question, am I being productive or just active? And I'll bet that, I'll bet any amount of money that at least once you're being active fooling yourself saying, well, if I just do this, you know, I can feel better about ticking the box off. So for all you box tickers out there, and I'm one of them, it makes you feel as if you're being productive, but uh, I would ask that to, you take a look at whether you're really being productive or just active. Also, I, I think many people have the, the ability to invent things to do to avoid the important and either looking for the low-hanging fruit so they can tick three things off their schedule, their to-do list, instead of taking a look at, as we mentioned, the three habits that we're focusing on here is um, prioritizing. So are you avoiding the priority? We know that the priority sometimes takes an hour. Maybe it takes four hours. Maybe it takes all day. And we want to feel better about ourselves because there's seven other things that need to be done. And so we'll start ticking those off. And then all of a sudden it's two o'clock and you can't possibly do that task, that thing that was a four-hour task, a six-hour task that is the most important thing in the business right now, but you didn't leave enough time for it because you wanted to avoid it and you felt better about all the other items that you just ticked off your calendar. Don't do that. We prioritize. And if that is the thing that gets done no matter what, and then everything else can move to the next day. How about a wake-up call? If you had an accident and could only work two hours per day, what would you do? Perhaps that's the mental question or the reminder that you put um, on your calendar as well. If you could only work two hours per day, what would you do? That would give you a, a sense of urgency to, once again, prioritize and focus on the important. Now, this also leads over into people as well. What 20% of people are causing 80% of your anger, frustration, and which 20% produce 80% of your enjoyment? Now, you know where I'm going with this. And we, we could have another podcast um, uh, on how to hire effectively and also creating a corporate culture and hiring with those values, your core values in mind. And so we won't touch on that right now. Well, we won't go deep into that right now, but I will touch on that. And that is if there's folks in, in your organization right now that are not producing, that are, that are causing your frustration and um, are bringing you and perhaps the rest of your team down if they're a cancer in the organization, then it may be time to prune them as well. And you would be surprised at um, the fact that you're 
your team thanks you and that all of a sudden it's a, a positive environment and you feel good about um, going into the office or going into your home office or wherever it is that um, you call your work home these days if that person or those people are out of your business right now. And that also, um, a, a lesson from Jim Rohn, if uh, many of you, if some of you have uh, read his books or listened to his, um, <laughs> I did his tapes uh, going back in the day, dating myself. And Jim Rohn talks about pruning the weeds in your garden. And that means getting those negative, those naysayers out of your life, those people that are telling you that you can't or shouldn't do something only so that they can feel better about themselves for not going out and trying and surround yourself with people who are going to cheer you on and lift you up and encourage you and edify you and folks that also are striving for something uh, greater. And so take a good hard look of, uh, at the five most important people in your life because that will dictate you know, where you're going and uh, ultimately your mood and how you approach your day. Also, when looking at effectiveness, you know, ask yourself the question once again, if this is the only thing I accomplish today, will I be satisfied with my day? So that is the one question you should be asking yourself. And that does not uh, involve multitasking. Do not multitask. There's no such thing as multitasking. Uh, you got a bunch of open windows and a bunch of unfinished business. That's not multitasking. You know, that's multi not getting anything done. <laughs> and while you're at it, turn off Skype, Zoom, Teams, uh, any auto delivery on email or shut them down altogether and check email twice per day. This is what I learned from Tim Ferriss, 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. I am an early riser. That is uh, what I am wired for. That is when I am at my best. That's when I think the best um, after a good night's sleep, after uh, exercising, spending some time with my maker, having coffee. Those are the times when I'm most creative and uh, most productive. So the time when I land at my desk at uh, maybe uh, I get up at four in the morning and I do a little walk around the neighborhood with a cup of coffee, uh, my gratitude walk, I get to the gym by five. And then after I work out, I land at my desk somewhere around seven o'clock, maybe a little bit later than that, and begin to work. And so from seven to 11, that is my productive time. And I am not on email at that time. I am uh, not doing these little um, you know, piddly tasks. Um, I am, I've either already delegated those, but that is the time that um, I am focusing on the priorities and the main things that will drive my business forward. So the first time I open an email typically is 11 a.m., and then I shut that down uh, because I have, in this environment, I'm having lunch uh, with my family for the most part, um, or I'm doing something that um, that feeds me myself or my mind. And uh, then when I pick things up again from uh, 1 to 4 o'clock, it is at meetings. I'm able to focus on meetings um, and, again, important people in my business and in my life. And then at 4 p.m., I will get back into uh, email and do as much as I can before 5 to 5.30 before I shut it down. And then I, I do not revisit email again in the evening um, or any time until roughly 11 a.m. the next day, with the exception if there's something important that we're waiting on, um, clearly. But we also use um, Teams. We've used in the past project management software, and then those are up, and those ping me on projects that we're working on. But email itself, um, I limit myself. So I know that may sound daunting for some of you, but um, just, you know, after you do your time audit, I think it'll be pretty telling. It's tough to start and stop, especially if you get some bad news in an email or distracting news or something that somebody needs right away. Once again, you know, the urgent um, versus the important. Don't let email and somebody else's schedule, you know, be a priority in your life. Don't make somebody else's priority your priority because you've already got your schedule. I would also ask that you go on a low information diet. Uh, this is one way to eliminate time wasters in your life. It's eliminating the delivery of the daily newspaper. Oh, I know, but I just, you know, lost some of the audience. It says, well, how am I going to keep up on what the heck is going on in the world? And, you know, Scott, we're in the real estate business and we need to keep up on business. We need to understand what's going on in the stock market and how that affects interest rates and decisions that are being made. Um, I, I get it. So 
along with that, I'll just say the morning and nightly news, uh, web surfing, news sites, all of that. <laughs> so uh, get rid of all of it. All you need to do is you need to have a couple of trusted advisors and one website that speaks the truth with regards to what is going on around the world and whatever that is for you, pick it. We're not going to get political. I don't get political, but um, you know, you can find your own news source that supports your political beliefs. I would ask you to tr- go on and find something that is um, a truly unbiased news source to let you know what's going on in the world if you feel like you can't disconnect, but then get the headlines and, and move on from there. Books. I like nonfiction. I, I know fiction is good before bed. Uh, I, I haven't got to that place where I can bring myself to that maybe later on. Uh, and TV. Eliminate TV uh, right now. You don't need to get sucked into Netflix or anything else. You need to right now focus on the people around you and on your your business. Now, if you're reading books to become better at business, fantastic. Uh, But anything else that is a time waster, get rid of. So I have become, and many of my circle will tell you, become selectively ignorant. So yes, I pay attention to the news. I pay attention to what's going on around election time. But usually that is still through some trusted advisors who, um, you know, I, I, who do the homework for me. And I know that will present that information to me and the truth and what is going on around me so that I don't have to go out searching it for it myself and then get caught up in um, all the negative and the, you know, the NLP, the neuro linguistic programming that comes in the headlines that the media is uh, spewing out. I can get the truth and I can do that in a very succinct amount of time. And that, that is all the news I need. Because at the end of the day, um, from the political side and what's going on with the news, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my head. I'll poke my head back up every once in a while, but um, I've got all I need to know. You know the rules and the um, the ground game to know what I need to do to move forward, regardless of who's in power and what's going on in uh, pop culture and anything else. Um, I know what it takes to to move my business forward, and I, I don't need to get caught up in all that and spend hours on it. So I have uh, chosen to become selectively ignorant, and there's nothing wrong with that. So here's what I would leave you with, folks: is I will challenge you. Do the 30-day time audit. See where your time is going. And by the way, while you're at it, if there are tasks that you do over and over and over again that um, you could train somebody else to do, you can go out and find a virtual assistant um, for $5 an hour, $6, $10 an hour that can handle those tasks. Because if you're finding these things that you're doing uh, repetitively over and over again, and uh, I would ask instead of spending another 15 minutes doing that, that you take the next 15 minutes and create a standard operating procedure on how to do that and then give that to somebody else. And then anytime that task comes up, you hand it off to that person so that you do not have to do that any longer. So that and these other strategies that uh, we have talked about today, implement those for the next 30 days. After you've done the, the audit for the following 30 days, implement those strategies and then report back to us. Info at selfstorageinvesting.com. I want to hear how it went for you, some of the things that you found, maybe some of the other tools as you uh, begin to go out and search for time audits and uh, what you discovered on, under this. And um, again, share it with us on info at selfstorageinvesting.com so we can put this in as a follow-up in the show notes. All right. So with that, I'm looking forward to seeing you all on the next episode of the Self Storage Podcast. Take care. Hey gang, wait three things before you leave. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Self Storage Podcast and turn on your notifications so you never miss another episode. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review if you like the show. Second, be sure to share your favorite episodes and more via Instagram and don't forget to tag us. And lastly, head to the links in the show description and hit the follow and subscribe button on Twitter and Facebook to get a front row seat as we grow and scale our business and bring you along with us. Take care.